atmosphere with a big up and under. Rahmani underneath it. Blint back forward. Lebotka's header. Zambongisa on. Now Napoli have players racing in all directions. And Zielinski is through here. It's Zielinski! This Napoli side are goal machines! Yo, you are listening to the Far From Vesuvius podcast. I think that's what we're calling it because it's been <laughs> far too long. Uh, but I am Marco Kubani D'Onofrio, joined by the incredible Ken after what has been an inspiring and brilliant victory away in Amsterdam against Ajax. And Ken, I think I know the answer to this, but how you feeling, buddy? <laughs> Dude, you know, on cloud nine, right? You know, you... You come into today's game, and then especially after the first 10 minutes of the match, you're down 1-0, and you're thinking, okay, like sort of same old situation as we get into, you know, we get a little excited about this team, and they're going to sort of knock us back to reality. But, you know, this this team doesn't this team doesn't lie down for anyone, and they stuck with the plan, and, you know, we're coming out of it two hours later or two and a half hours later, and we're on the, the right side of a 6-1 victory. Um, it's uh, – monumental performance for us you know i think it's our biggest european win ever in in our history and it's ix's biggest loss in european competition ever so it's um we humbled a really really prestigious team today 6-1 when when you just said that i, I had to stop and think about that for a second even just to try to recall all six goals is getting difficult and it's only been an hour after the game yeah you know we um Oh, we have we have we have Raspadori gets gets to be the first one involved, you know, on a really 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 nice header on a, a assist from Matias Oliveira who played a great game to level it up, and then you know they just come from there. Di Lorenzo in the 33rd minute, Zelinski right before halftime, Raspadori right after halftime, Kvaratskhelia 63rd minute, and then Cholito Simeone in the 81st minute, and you know it felt like you know what you know. Three goals there in, in effectively 15 minutes of game time there. The end of the first half, beginning of the second half, really changed the game for us. So it's uh, oh yeah, crazy. It's once this yeah yeah sorry, I was just gonna say once this team gets rolling, they can't be stopped. Like you said, it felt like three goals in what was it 15 20 minutes, and from there it was game over. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, so many superlative performances today. Um, you know, I was, I was sort of manning the far from Vesuvius Twitter and, you know, your, your hands get tired from all the typing from so much, so much action and so many goals. But I mean, for, for me, you know, I, I put, a, I put a couple of every game I watch, I try to put my, my, my metal podium up at the end of every match. And for me, it was Raspadori with the golds, 
Um, Angisa with the silver, uh, and Labotka with the bronze as our three best players. But, I mean, you could have picked pretty much any three. I don't know who stood out to you today, Marco, but for me, those were, those were the big three. Well, I, I gotta give Spalletti a lot of credit here because yeah. for me, I really wanted to see Simeone get the start, especially after Raspadori got the start on the weekend. But clearly going with Raspadori was the right decision and there's just something about Simeone off the bench and I know that's almost um, a cop out, but having him come off the bench just provides something different. You know, we saw that against Milan and the difference you can make and yeah, he scored today and it, it ultimately won't matter in a 6-1 game, but what he provides off the bench is just something that Napoli hasn't had in recent years. And that's a more starts, but I mean, I, I think you nailed it with, with your, your medals, you know, with Rasvidori getting one and Guisa getting one. I mean, it, it's hard to disagree with that. And honestly, I'm going to even shout out Di Lorenzo because as bad of a first half as he had, he, he did settle down. He, he yeah. made a lot of mistakes that nearly cost Napoli big time. And thankfully they didn't. Um, but he, he settled things down and as the captain, that's what you need. And, and clearly he's that voice in the locker room that maybe this team hasn't had. Um, but as we were saying before we actually started recording is you almost don't want to get too excited yet because we've yeah. seen this Napoli in the past. And I mean, let's not forget this team last year under Spalletti had not lost in its opening 10 games, right? Yep. And said, yeah. So it's, it's not new territory, but it's new faces, which is nice to see. Yeah, you know, I think there's it's obviously a little too early to to say definitively, but you know, there's something to be said about about the turnover this summer and you know, I haven't haven't had a chance to really get to get on anyone on air, but there I know there was a lot of you out there on Twitter in the first and second week of July and there was a lot of negative uh, you know, press and and negative words out there on social media about the way this team was being put together and you know, we sold all of our best players and and a lot of this this stuff. But I mean, you look at this team now, and you know, you can look at all the players that were sold, and there there's not one piece that looks like it's a miss. And we've actually grown stronger because of it, because of the depth. You know, you, we could you could go over any of them. You know, you, Koulibaly leaves, and Kim has come in and and has made you not really think about the fact that Koulibaly, who we've probably been our best player of the last decade, is you know, is not here. And same could be said for, for Cavada coming in for Insignia. And I, and you can also say the same for, you know, the, the way that we reshaped the midfield with Fabian leaving and, and Angisa really taking over that starting role. And, you know, I, I said it privately um, in a, in a, in one of our, in one of a, the, the Napoli chat groups I'm in. And I said, Fabian leaving is, has actually unlocked Zelinsky. You know, it's, it's, it's changed him in a, such a positive way that he truly looks like the heir to Hamshik that we were hoping he would be a few years ago. Oh, a hundred percent. And what we're seeing from this team all around is just excitement. You know, it's, it's like that weight and that pressure of all those failed Scudetto runs is now gone, you know, yeah. and it's hard to say that and look back on it, but at, in reality, that's the truth. You know, you look back at the sorry years. You look back at even even Spalletti's team last season, which, in all honesty, probably should have won a Scudetto the way the season had played out. Um, yeah. But ultimately, they, they couldn't get the job done. And that group of players that we all love so much, they never were able to get over the line. And this is a new group of to show that they can. 
And that's what I think is so exciting about this is that it is a rejuvenation. You know, it's a, a side that you can see is clearly not playing with the history of the past. And I think that's a good thing that the little bit of naivety, you know, they're, they're a little yeah. bit naive and, and that's, that's a good thing in this situation. And you know what? They're naive enough to think that they can get it done in Europe. And they went to a, a team like Ajax away in Amsterdam and just thrashed them. And yes, this is not the Ajax of the eighties or the nineties, but still, it is never easy to get the job done in Europe. And one of the most daunting tasks in all of soccer and all of football is winning on the road in Europe. And Napoli not only did that this this fortnight and the last fortnight in, in the Champions League, but they did that emphatically. And I think we would be dumb if we weren't impressed by this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think that the formula for success in in these types of competitions is always win your home games grabbing a result on the road, right? That's always sort of your path to the next round is win your games at home and get one win on the road or, or muster up, you know, two or three points on the road. And and what Napoli have done to start off the Champions League season is win their one game at home and win both of their games on the road. And that, and that really does, you know, really does make that path to the next round much more clear. You know, it, there's, there's not, there's not, you know, in all honesty, there's not too much more left to do aside from maybe, you know, get, you know, a, a, another win, I think, at any point really puts them, you know, in, in a position that they should be, you know, in the next round. And and this is one of those weird ones, though, where I think it might take 13 points to get through because I don't know if Rangers will get a point and I don't want to end up in that situation like we were in with Arsenal and, and Borussia Dortmund a few years ago. But, you know, the you, you have you have two home games left and you you want to make that last game on the road at Anfield mean as little as possible. So, you know, the job is still to be done, but obviously it's hard not to get excited about a start like this, you know, and that, I think Napoli have uh conceded two goals and scored uh 13 yep. in three games. So, that's crazy. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Anfield because I was just about to point that out. I mean, the goal of this tournament, of this competition, is obviously to progress, and you want to do that as quickly as possible because especially in a year like this with the World Cup in the middle of the season, um, yeah. it's jam-packed fixture list. So the earlier you can qualify and get through to the next round, the better because after uh, they play Liverpool, which is Tuesday, November 1st, they got Atlanta in what will be an absolutely massive Serie A game on November yeah. 5th, that Saturday, right? And Atlanta's not playing in European competition. If you can get the two results at home, right, if you can pick up a victory against, um, you know, Ajax at home or even Rangers at home, you're pretty much solidifying your spot. So again, you want to win this group, but at the same time, the last time Napoli won their group, they got Real Madrid in, yeah. in the round of 16. So yeah. coming first doesn't necessarily grant you an easier opponent in the round of 16 either. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but Napoli's definitely in a good spot right now. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like you said, with the World Cup coming when it does this year, you know, it makes the fixture list very, very condensed. So, you know, for the month of October, you still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches eight matches in total if you, if you count uh Saturdays. So, I mean, eight matches in in 31 days is 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 kind of crazy. So, you know, you have you have a you know, you're you, you travel to to uh 
to Cremonese this weekend, and then it's it's right back up against Ajax again next Wednesday. You know, usually there's there's a week or two break between these games, but it's not happening. So, you know, you have a couple of games that you're thinking maybe you know these these games are coming in the Champions League at a time where our schedule's a little weaker. Um, you know, you had no no offense to Torino, Cremonese, or, or Bologna, but these are all games that Napoli look at on the schedule and say. We should probably win these, and those are sandwiched between your two IX games. And coming out of this one, you know, as impressed as I am, I would say don't don't take these wins for granted. And then IX will definitely have a chip on their shoulder next week coming to the Maradona and be looking to, uh, you know, sort of return the favor, for lack of a better term, you know. Yeah, my only concern, though, and maybe this is the only criticism of Spalletti, is that did he not rotate enough? after this game was put to bed, right? Like, we saw Gaetano come in for Labaca in the 80th minute. We saw Zanoli come in for Di Lorenzo in the 84th. But given how much these guys have played, I mean, even, um, like, I'm looking at Simeone. I mean, maybe he should have come in earlier. Elmas, maybe he should have come in earlier. You know what I mean? Like, after this game, 4-5-1. I mean, it's 5-1 in the 63rd minute. We saw Elmas and Simeone come in then. But even after the 4-1 goal, I mean... And at that 64th minute, then I would have liked to seen some more changes. And I mean, maybe that's the only criticism given what we know is coming up, right? I mean, yes, you mentioned games that Napoli should win, but traditionally some of those games are the games that Napoli don't win and have yeah. probably the reason that they haven't won a Scudetto since the, the days of Diego Maradona. So um, I, I might want to see a little bit more rotation. The results over the last, you know, few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you probably have a good point there, you know, about rotation and trying to get these guys a little bit of a breather. Um, but the, you know, the, the the good thing is, and and I hope that you know it's on track, is that you know hopefully uh, Victor Osimhen comes coming back either this weekend or, or against Ajax next week, which you know it's crazy to think we've been on this crazy run of form without him. I think when he went down, a lot of people were. Pretty nervous. What are we going to do? Are we going back to this false nine again? Is Simeone going to get all the starts? And and one thing Spalletti has done a good job with is 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 keeping it fresh. You know, he's he's made these guys he's made us be able to beat you in a lot of different ways. And and last year, you know, we stuck with the four two three one. And I have to and you know we we, we sort of I think got a little stagnant, even though this team is best built for a four three three. And this year you see him line up in that 4-3-3 and we've getting, we're getting contributions from all over the pitch. You know, it's, it's not just having to be so reliant on, on, on Osimhen or, or so reliant on, on, um, you know, your, whoever is playing at your striker position. There's goals coming from all over the pitch. And, you know, last year, I think, you know, our, we had a pretty, I haven't looked at the stats yet, but I, I will get them and, and, and post them, um, at some point later tonight or early tomorrow, but, you know the, the the amount of contra- goal contributions we're getting from our wingers from open play. You know that was a big criticism of Insigne last year. Is that you know he only had a couple of goals from open play out and so many penalties. And this year you're seeing goals from Cavaracelia, you're seeing goals from Politano, and then from the midfield you're seeing lots of goals from Zielinski, Angisa, Labotka. These guys are all contributing, um, which is which is really good to see. But yeah, I I think maybe. You know, after that 4-1, you know, get Labotka out of there. Get, you know, Angisa played the full 90. Get, you know, get him out of there. You know, you let these guys get a little bit of a rest. Could Osman coming back actually be a problem? You know, Yeah, you this is a great question, yeah. 
yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, like you mentioned Napoli were able to kind of navigate the waters without him and have actually thrived without him. And given Raspadori's, you know, how well he's excelled at playing that center forward role. And, you know, you've got Simeone, who's more than a capable backup, if not a starter. So, I mean, does Napoli run into the problem of having too many players? And I know that kind of sounds absurd in a, in a year like this one, like we mentioned with such a packed fixture list, but I mean, it could eventually become a problem if Spalletti's not careful with managing this squad because, um, like you mentioned, Napoli's getting goals from all over the pitch. And so it'll be interesting to see, um, how they do with, you know, Osman coming back and, and does that change the way they play? I mean, because Today was a great example of the wingers contributing, and not even the wingers, even like the fullbacks, you know, with um, their crosses and the wingers being able to get their head on the ball as well as the forwards. I mean, it'll be very, very interesting to see how this team adapts when Osman comes back, but is is that a reason to be concerned at all? It's a great question, right? We And I guess the answer is we, we don't know until he comes back. You know, we don't know until... Um, he comes back, but I guess what my caution would be to Spalletti. I know Luciano, you're excited. You're getting ready to listen to this and you're going to hear what we have to say. And it's, you know, let's not go back to being so reliant on the ball over the top or, or, or having Osimhen press so far forward without the support, you know, cause sometimes we'd have, we have seen that in the past. I would, I would challenge Napoli to play the way we've been playing, but with Osimhen cause he is, capable of doing a lot of the stuff um you know that you know that that he's been that he's asked the team to do in his absence so instead of going back to the way we were playing with Osimhen why don't we try to just integrate him back as part of another cog in the wheel um that can do a lot of the similar things we have been doing because um Raspadori is in the last I mean he's a man on fire right now you know whether it's with the national team or or with Napoli, he's, he's really been informed. So it's going to be hard to take him out of the lineup. But Ken, that's what I was going to say now is what do you do with him? Because, you know, as a, he's been excelling as a center forward in that, in that center position and yeah. to keep him on the pitch, he's going to, he can't be playing that position unless you play with two center forwards, which we haven't seen from this team in God knows how long. So yeah, it's Masati probably. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, realistically, what do you do if you're Spalletti? I mean, again, it sounds like a silly problem to have, but the more you think about it, the more you're like, well, how do I get all these players on the pitch? And again, we've mentioned Simeone, who every time he's seen the pitch, he's done well, and he's he's finding the back of the net as well, and he's not even getting the chance to start yet. So never mind that issue. Is Now you've got Osman coming in, and God knows you can't take Zielinski out of the lineup because he's been having his best season in – and as far as I can remember, you know, so it's a very, again, as the season progresses, I mean, touch wood, hopefully you don't have injuries to deal with. But I mean, that might answer some of these questions down the line. But at the same time, right now, what do you do? Because, you know, if this was a year ago, uh, Osman probably is in Amsterdam with this team. You know, it's they felt comfortable enough to leave them back because they didn't need them, truth be told. And I mean, clearly that was the result today that they didn't need him to score and they didn't need his contributions. But apparently he was ready to play today if needed. So Yeah, I mean, you oh, know, no worries. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how it goes forward. But, you know, I'd like to ho- hopefully just put this in the in the camp of 
these are good problems to have. And you, you know, you can, you can sort of have this healthy competition between these players and, and it makes the team all the better for it. That's sort of where, well, where I land on it all. You know, hopefully that's, you know, the, the, the options become strength on strength and these guys are sort of iron sharpens iron and, and that competition will, will, will make them all better for it because I mean, Say what you say what you want about you know how the transfer market went. You know this team is as deep as it's ever been. You know we we, we talked about um, the years with Saudi and and the you know how deep the team was and you know was it deep enough to really win a Scudetto? I mean this team has got a lot of depth, um, a lot of depth, especially in the midfield and when everyone is healthy and attack. You know you have you have three solid options as striker. You have um, you have Raspadori who can really play where you need him, so hopefully his versatility will will be able to keep him on the pitch all the time. And then in in the midfield, you've got your big three, and you still have you know guys like Undombele, Elmas, you know, and and Deme who hasn't even he's not quite match fit yet, but will be back. And even the center backs, you know, Ostegard and Juan Jesus were were both good in their in the appearances they've had so far this year. So. Hopefully it's, it becomes a healthy rotation. These guys can all contribute and, and get involved and, you know, keeping these guys fresh heading into the World Cup. And, you know, fortunately for us, a fair amount of our players aren't going to, you know, or our important players aren't going to be at the World Cup. You know, any, any of the Italian players and, you know, Osimen won't be at the World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But it's, it's, you know, we, we said we tried to temper our expectations before we got on, but it's, Difficult not to get excited. Well, well, look, at the end of the day, you're right. You'd rather be having this conversation than the opposite one where we're still talking about the days of Insignia and Mertens and Koulibaly and et cetera, right? Because the fact that those names aren't coming up means that their replacements have done well. And, and not only is this team doing well, they're, they're thriving. So that is exciting. And again, I, I think Napoli's in a very fortunate position. How Spalletti navigates, you know, the marathon of a season. And again, especially this year in such a unique situation with the World Cup, we'll see. But it is exciting. And, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, even in the defense, like, oh, Ostergaard, his one game, the one game that he played, I thought he was fantastic, you Same. know, and I would like to see him get more time as well, and I, I understand that it, it, Apple definitely has the players capable of filling in holes when needed. Um, again, I, I think it's important that maybe they get some more time and some more experience, and, and potentially that could be, you know, that game at Anfield as well. Imagine allowing a guy like Ostergaard to get a start there where, you know, there's not all that pressure, but he's getting the opportunity to play in a situation and in a stadium uh, like Anfield, right? So it'll be, again, very interesting to see how Spalletti navigates this team, and especially with with such young players. I mean, right now, Raspadori is hot, and we know that any moment he might not be, right? And sure. When when they're not doing so well, how do they respond? But this team looks like they've got some character. And, and Di Lorenzo, for me, and I, I mentioned him earlier, seems like the leader that maybe this team really did need. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and criticize Insignia because I'm not in that locker room, but Di Lorenzo seems to have a different style, and, and the team really seems to to enjoy having him as their skipper. So I think that makes a big difference as well. Um, but... It's again. It's hard not to get excited, like you said. You, we wanted to temper our expectations, but it's hard to right now, given how good this team has been. Um, quickly, Ken, just looking ahead to the weekend, thoughts? Would you like to see any rotation going um, going on for that match on Sunday? Would you like to see certain players rested? What What are your thoughts right now? 
I think you have to, you know, at some point you, you know, with just, just looking at the month and how congested all the fixtures are, I think you have to, you really have to, um, rotate a little bit. You know, some of these guys who never get a game off, this might be an opportunity against a team that was just promoted to City A. And I know sometimes these are bogey games for us, but, you know, we have to sort of trust that our guys are going to get the job done, especially because we play IX again, you know, in eight days. So, you know, I think as good as he's been, I'd like to see Anguisa just get one day off, you know, just just take a breather, dude. You've been so good for us, but – you know, it might be time for, for Ndombele to, to play for him. And, you know, uh, maybe you give one, maybe you give the center backs a day off, but, you know, he, he, he did start Oliveira today. So I imagine you will see Mario Rui on the weekend. Um, he played Lozano today. So I imagine you will see Politano on the weekend. Uh, I imagine you'll see Simeone playing at striker since Raspadori started today. Unless Osimhen is or, back. Or Osman. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, or unless Osman's back. Yeah, so I mean, I I think Spalletti has quietly done a pretty good job of finding his his places to um to rotate, and ho- hopefully a lot of that is clear. Like, oh, this guy is this guy started uh on, during the midweek, and this guy will start on the the weekend. Um, maybe this will be an opportunity for Sirigu to get his first Napoli start, but part of me doesn't want Minute to come out because. He has had such a strong start to the season, and I don't want him to have any excuse to to lose any confidence. What about for you, Marco? Who do you, yeah. you want to see? Eric get his first start. You know, having Merritt or Merritt play, you know, consistently seems to be working for him, and he's the kind of guy that I guess needs to build off that confidence. Yeah. But I mean, after a performance like today, maybe it's easy to to give him the the day off, and it won't affect his confidence. Uh, but I, I really want to see Elmas get a start. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel for him this season because I think he was had high expectations, and you know. A lot of people were expecting him to kind of come in and help replace Insignia. And honestly, as you feel for him because he's playing behind a generational talent, you know, a player that could potentially win the ball on door one day. So, um, yeah. you you know, you feel for him. But I, sorry. Um, but again, you feel for him. So I'd like to see him get some more time in um, personally. And, and again, Potentially up top, I'd love to see Simeone get the start, but if Osman's back, I understand wanting to give him some minutes as well. And, you know, when when you host IX next week, it's another opportunity to give some more players some minutes. So um, it'll be exciting to see, but I, I think we're in a good situation right now. I think we're living in a good time. And um, Ken, before we go, is there anything else you want to add to anything? Um, I mean, I, I'll just say, you know, I, I think that, you know, we are – what all in all we're 10 matches into the season or 11 matches into the season in all competitions. And, you know, just, just a little shout out to how proud I am and how the team has been playing so far. You know, I think that a lot of us didn't know what to expect this year. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of change, a lot of new things, a lot of, you know, and then even before the season started, a lot of, you know, negative air around the team from the fans, you know, even starting from, you know, the, the preseason, you know, uh, retreat where they're, you know, heckling Spalletti and all the, the, the A16 banners from the, from the fans to De Laurentiis to, to, to go to body. And, and it's, um, 
it's really good to see. And I, and I know a lot of that has changed obviously from where we're at now, but you know, just, just a lot of pride in the team right now. And also, um, you know, just, just really happy with the way that, that Spalletti has set this team up this year. I, I, I couldn't be happier, you know, so I'll toss it up to you, Marco. What do you, you got anything else you'd like to add? Well, just on that note, I was just going to say how proud I am of the at far from Vesuvius team, just because, um, and you know what, I, I, honestly, I've been, you know, sending out some tweets here and there, but you know, everybody behind the scenes, these guys have been doing such a fantastic job that yeah. I'm just lucky to be on such a good, on such a cool team because there's so much content coming out right now that if you're not following that far from Vesuvius, and clearly if you're listening to this, you are, make sure you from everything from historical Napoli podcast to modern day current affairs like we're doing right now talking about the match uh, that happened about an hour ago two hours ago um, everything is being covered on far from Vesuvia so um, we've got an awesome team like, tell your friends we're doing this because we love it we're doing this because we love Napoli and um, all the support all the love is always greatly appreciated so just want to mention that yeah I mean everyone at and our team is, is is doing a great job. And you know, I don't I don't want to gloat too too much about what we're doing, you know, out there in the world. But I mean, we, we do really have something for everyone. If if you want to have a live interactive show, you check out Rafa and Ralph on the rant. If you want to get some perspective from you know how things are feeling in Naples, uh, you can check out uh, in the shadow of Vesuvius with with Henry and and with Michele. If you want some historical stuff, you can check out from end to eye with with Kirsten and Henry and, you know, Marco and I are, are, are doing stuff behind the scenes, but you know, we're, I know I'm looking forward to getting back on the air more and, and getting my voice out there. And, and um, hopefully, you know, the both of us can, can, you know, catch up with these guys because they're, they're, they're starting to lap us, Marco. Yeah, they are. And, um, and you know what, which is awesome to see, but hopefully we'll be doing this a lot more midweek. Ken and I getting together and talking all things Napoli. So, um, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We, we love it. And thank you for sticking with us. Um, for Ken, for Kubani, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs>